You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogues, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. I told you, Pogues, I ain't coming back. You can't bring me back, I'm retired. Oh, yeah? Retired from the podcast game. I'm not doing another one. What if I, don't I care t- if the... What if I told you Hydra was back? <sighs> Hydra. Son of a bitch. All right, give me, give me nine cigars, a weird accent, and put me in a... A bad ADR jet made out of cardboard. Let's do this. Hey, how misogynist is Nick Fury? Never mind. I, I think I know the answer. Very. Let's go. Oh. Is that oh. an option? <laughs> every every word. <laughs> it's very, very weird. I, I was not a fan of uh a Hey, lot do of you guys wanna Do you guys wanna just like name everyone accurate at like Marvel character names and then I can just do like just do like a john wayne impression for like an hour and 38 minutes you guys you guys you guys game with that this a good storyboard this did feel a lot like the roger corman fantastic four in so much as like huge chunks of it are like so faithful to the comic but it's just like terrible (laughs) like there's no production and it's not good and it's really poorly acted but you're like wow they really nailed some stuff it feels it feels distinctly like the director had no control. It felt like a lot of those like those those Stallone movies when he got really popular and started doing like Demolition Man, where it's like you can tell the director could not say no to all the dumb shit Stallone wanted to do. I disagree like, with Demolition Man being one of those movies, but that's fine. <laughs> no, actually, I meant I think I meant Judge Dredd uh, more accurately. Yeah, than that one already. Where, where it just, it's clear, like, hey, give me, like, a fucking funny sidekick, and, like, also let me say this dumb line, and can I scream law weird? Like, I just feel like that's gonna be cool when I do it. Um, uh, this, this felt like that, except this was not David Hasselhoff, you know, at his, at his peak. I don't know if <laughs> he already. has a peak, let's face it. I think that's my point, is that he was certainly hot from his time on Baywatch around this period, but not enough to get a real movie, because this is a made-for-TV movie. That's right. And we didn't actually name it, but in case you didn't listen to the main episode, we watched 1998, which seems so recent for this. I, I feel like oh I, this should have been 1988. But Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., starring David Hasselhoff. Like, we just did The Punisher, you know, in our last episode, and I feel like these two could be swapped. Yeah, they, they should could... have been contemporaries, not like 20 yeah. years or 10 years apart or you could tell me that punisher movie came out in 98 and i would kind of maybe believe it more than this one <laughs> now because it's the styles were all 80s that's yeah. that's what dated uh, punisher but this thing is i i don't even know i don't know how to even describe this really because like i said um, it's so there's so much to it that is very like authentic to the comics and like characters they put in and they have the helicarrier which for what it is does i mean it looks bad like you can tell it's not real but i'm yeah. like i appreciate the it, effort they went to to try to be like oh we're gonna use the version from the comics where it's just like a straight up aircraft carrier like the boat yeah just with there's engines only like, attached to it. there's only like two outside shots and the rest is shot inside of what i assume is a boiler room with a couple of computers added but uh yeah i think this must be i I don't take my word for this but this is must be the first helicarrier on film i would imagine so yeah i can't think of any i mean besides animated movies i can't think of any time where there was like a live action 
com- a Marvel movie that contained even a reference to the Helicarrier. Yeah, as yeah. far as I can I can recall from doing this podcast, which is meticulous and horrible, and I blame all of you. Um, it's quite true. So- you ruined our lives. <laughs> but yeah, this this of course uh, stars my man, Mister Hasselhoff himself, Mister Berg on the Floor, Baywatch Hasselhoff, um, which is just. Something else, and it does contain, as Post was sort of referencing, an, an immense amount of accurate comic book references, including Contessa Valentina de Allegro Fontaine, Andrea von Strucker, uh, Alexander Goodwin Pierce, uh, Dugan, Kate Neville, uh, 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 Ar- Arnim Zola, Vernon von Stucker, uh, Quartermain is sort of in this, yeah, so like, like basically every major, like character that orbits nick fury in the comics is in here and cast and is generally doing what they're supposed to be doing so i think dugan's like a he's a scientist i don't know if this is some no, he was i was kind of confused what the fuck he was supposed to be and oh why gabriel jones is in here is dumb dumb yeah gabriel jones is in here as well as uh his sort of like he's part of like that the um He's the doctor. He's like the medical commanders. Yeah, yeah, and they make him like a scientist in this one, just because they don't have any any way to use a doctor. Because I don't think Hasselhoff takes any damage in this movie. Oh no, <laughs> you forgot. He poisoned. gets kissed by a poison kiss, and the doctor says, "You've got a high fever and will die." That's his diagnosis: imminent death. Which is, I do not think it's a prognosis. I don't think any doctor will be like, "I'm sorry, you're ill. You have a case of imminent death." So we haven't done this one yet in the, in our in our show, so I don't really remember it because it's been a long time since I've seen it. But in the Batman and Robin movie, which contains poison ivy, doesn't she attempt the the poison ivy kiss in there? Yeah, multiple times. Right. Mm-hmm. That came out. I don't want to point out that came out a year before this movie. Do you think they either copied it or it was legitimately a coincidence that this was a major plot point in their movie and they went, I will Fuck. be honest, I do not know if that's Viper's power, like if she's known for kissing people and killing them. I don't know a lot about the Von Struckers, uh, but I felt like that was like, they were like, David's really sweating in those leathers. Um, How can we explain that away? What if he's been poisoned? That'll make his weird, sweaty gland look he's got going on seem like it's all part of movie magic. I've got, I've got gross, I've got informative and also gross news for you. Are you ready? No, uh, I don't know if I want to hear this. Let's. So I, du- I double checked the uh, Marvel Wiki MCU database to to determine Andrea von Stucker Strucker's uh, powers, um, which is always kept here in the lower section. And I'm going to read this to you. Uh, her only power listed is sympathetic bioblasting mm. she can produce bioenergy discharges but only uh yeah and then her weakness her weakness says contact with her sibling her powers only worked when she was in contact with her brother's skin boy that's that explains some of the ending to this movie <laughs> yeah also explains why they wrote the brother in who didn't do much besides the brother who should have been uh david spade yeah the 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 david spade looking motherfucker who sat in a truck for the whole movie and was one of two people who have no idea what a german accent sounds like (laughs) one of them was the main villain who (laughs) this woman should never have been allowed to act again not even like 
in the Hold fucking on. park, like doing shakes. Whoa, 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 whoa! Slow it, slow your fucking roll. Are you talking shit about my Sonya Blade? Uh, you mean the second Sonya Blade? <laughs> She's not even the first one, Ben. She was only in Annihilation. <laughs> That's the worst one because they kill Johnny Cage and they forget about second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then they revive everyone at the end of the movie, but not Johnny Cage due to contractual obligations. Yeah, because that guy was like, no, I'm not coming back. They're like, are you sure? He's like, yeah, I'm positive. Uh, she is, like, overacting, like, Nicolas Cage level in, like, Kiss of the Vampire. Like, she is yelling 90% of what she says. She has what is... Like a cart, like she sounds more like Natasha from Rocky and Bullwinkle than she does a German person. Like she just sounds so bad, and ah, oh, it was like aggressively bad. Each time they cut to her, I was like, "Please don't let this scene be long. I can't keep watching this woman try to act." Yeah, she's got an array of outfits. She's got an in- incomprehensible plan. Mm-hmm. She's got a lot of cackling, mm-hmm. a lot of very confusing minions. So much cackling. I thought she was the Wicked Witch of the West at one point because she just wouldn't stop. And, like, her eyes always look like she just did, like, four lines of coke. And they're like, let's go. And she's like, I'm going to kill New York. And her eyes are, like, you know, like, giant. I was like, please, can we please quit? Like, somebody settle this woman down. Also, this movie does what I I don't like out of a lot of Marvel movies, which is like, hey, we're going to do a comic book movie. It's kind of hard to bring everyone into the world accurately. But the worst way to do it is to pretend like they picked up issue 40 of a comic book that's been running and like that's where they're going to start reading. Because when when the villain shows up and just like pulls a mask off and it's like, it's me, Andrea von Stucker. And you're like, oh, sorry, what? <laughs> like, I don't know you. Yeah. I'm new here. <laughs> it, like the opening of this movie is insane. <laughs> I'm the audience. I just got here. Yeah. You're, you're like, 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 shit, did this start 40 minutes ago? <laughs> Am I late for this this fucking movie? Because, I mean, Hasselhoff was just shoveling when I got here, so it seemed like the start. This is how the movie begins. Uh, We One, it's just like a shot of, I guess, like a plane's flying over water, so it's just filming water out of focus as it goes by really fast, which is like a great opening background to then the classic 90s, like, jag keyboard sound effect. So, like, when it, like, pops up to say where you're at, it's like... And it's like, uh, I forget what it was even called, something stupid. But then we cut to this room that's like just full of a lot of smoke. And there's a guy in a, like, a frozen body and one soldier who's like walking around pushing buttons. Then all of a sudden, a way taller soldier just shows up out of nowhere as if like he just like pops behind this guy wearing this like a beret it's like he's not dressed at all like the other guy so it just looks like it's some random soldier showed up was like shit i think i'm on the wrong military base but he then goes into like like tennyson right isn't that who wrote the uh the charge of the light brigade where he's like yeah all these people here to watch one stiff i don't get it but you know what they say ours is not to question why i was like who just starts a conversation like this? Also, don't you know this guy? You're at the same military base, apparently in the same room. And the guy yeah, just you... shoots him. If you're in a top secret military base, you really shouldn't be like, oh, hi, new guard. I've never met you before. What, you're just quoting like weird poetry at me? That's not very helpful. <laughs> it's just like he just walks in and then so he gets shot. And then Hydra shows up and they steal this body and they, they shoot this guy about 40 times. But oh my he God. also has uh, his line. 
he like gets up he's wounded he has a pistol and he sees all these hydra guys coming and he steps out from behind a pipe and did you did you remember what he says no i remember it was he says like line. let's rock and roll or something like it, oh, and then boy. he just starts firing and he's just in a hallway and he's just oh, shooting these boy. guys as they're running and i'm like bro what's your end game here <laughs> you're just in a straight and they kill him they shoot him a bunch and uh and, then and sh- what's so fucking weird about this is they give you this whole character with this very dramatic death and i think you're supposed to be like wow like i remember in my notes i wrote i mean cool guard like nice job cool guard yeah and then like later on they start talking about him and eventually i'm like wait that name sounds familiar that was quartermain that That was fucking that was supposed to be quartermain (laughs) and that is they they are supposed like when he dies it's supposed to be like a thing but you don't know who he is till like an hour into the movie where they explain that he used to be nick fury's partner and the way they make it sound was it just me or did it sound like they had like a love affair because the woman says i we didn't break up because you and uh they don't call him quarterman they call him something else though he has like a first name they, they call him by adrian his like real name and, yeah they call him something and she's like clay it's, it's not something. because yeah clay she's like it's not because of you and clay that we broke up and i was like was he having it because i'm like why would he like why would him be near another man break like i was like are they is that i was like is that part of the comics and i never knew that that nick fury's like bisexual and i was like wow that's weird it was in a tv movie that i found this out but then i was like i think it was just really bad writing actually but it'd be kind of like at the beginning of like a hulk movie like someone kicked in a door and shot a scientist and that scientist did something badass and then died he'd be like oh weird and later on like that was bruce banner i'm like okay i don't know like he's just a guy to me like he's not the titular character I even as a comic book fan who knows who Clay Quarterman is, I'm like I would know because this is this is a British dude with like a fucking beret in an American like he looks, warehouse. He looks <laughs> like he's an extra from the Street Fighter movie. Like he looks so out of place that you're just like, where did this guy come from? Yeah, it looks like he's doing like a Jean Claude Van Damme cosplay, and yeah. he's just sort of like delivering a weird accent and quoting weird shit. And then, and then that's it. And I'm like, I'm not sure who he is. And even though, again, we are on a video game podcast where we know some shit, I was, I did not know who he was. But apparently, he's Quartermain. He dies very stupidly, shooting a pistol at a, way too many guards. In again, a lame warehouse. What, what, what yes. happened? Clay? Also, where are the rest of the guards? Did, was there only two people stationed at this? Like, it's a military base, and Hydra appears just to land, and it's like we're inside. Because one guy puts a canister of toxin, which is already in the vents. I don't know if it was, like, pre-put there. But that vent connects to the entire military base. Like, that's pretty unrealistic. And all the guys just die. And then this weird Hydra girl shows up. And we get the first half of what is... Her dialogues in her and uh, Clay Quartermain. His dialogue, both of them, you cannot understand what either one of them says. He says something about... I guess he's talking to Nick Fury... And then she says, I don't something equally incomprehensible. But then when they re-show it later to Nick what happened, there's like three more lines of dialogue that just wasn't... <laughs> I was like, did they keep talking after that? That seems weird. Yeah, and just let's talk about Nick Fury. I was just, let's just get right to it. Let's fucking talk about Nick Fury because David Hasselhoff shows up playing Nick Fury. He has his cigar permanently taped to... To a couple of his he teeth. is he smoking does not a take cigar this 
thing out. Yeah, it's very much in, like, a Western... It's like a Clint Eastwood, like, how do you smoke? Oh, I put it in between my teeth. It's like, no, that's not how you smoke. You don't, like, chew on it. It's not, like, tobacco. You, you put it in your mouth. You don't chew. But he's, like, grinding on it. Like, he's, he's like, using he's it like, like a I, mouth guard. He's like, I'm gonna say most of my lines out of the corner of my mouth that isn't chewing a, a cigar. <laughs> like That'll make it easier to understand me, right? No. Which, which, which brings us back to, like, Jonah Hex, when they're like, hey... Josh Brolin, do you mind if we just sort of use a synthetic latex to shut half your mouth and then, like, have you act for the rest of this fucking movie? A.K.A. It's a disaster. Um, Oh, it's really... Thankfully, like, midway through the movie, when they started to make him deliver, like, plot-specific lines, they were like, you can't be smoking in this scene. (laughs) Because I think they were like, we can't understand anything this asshole's saying. But this is, like, the start of his... um, like weird sayings like throughout the movie nick fury has like like 80s catchphrase sayings that like don't make sense and don't fit what's actually happening and the first one he has he says i'm gonna blow smoke up your i I wrote down hoo-ha yeah he says hoo-ha which is odd was not okay with that it was very disturbing and then this is where it gets fucking confusing i think maybe he's trying to parody the brit is it a Brit who's talking to him? I yeah, yeah, it's Pierce. Tell. It's Pierce who No one's up. accents make sense. Yeah, I Pierce, think who I think trying... is a British actor, his accent is, like, hit or miss. Yeah, it's weird. But then I think Hasselhoff attempts a British accent. But it's so early with his screen time, and I'm so unfamiliar with Diesel Hasselhoff as a person, I literally Googled, is David Hasselhoff from America? I wasn't sure, because he delivers a line when, uh, when, when Pierce says... Uh, but the order comes from the president. Does that change your answer? And uh, and he pauses, he turns, and he says, "Answer's the same. Now why don't you take your blow dryer and get the hell out of here?" And I'm like, "Blow dryer? Like what does that mean? Like it's sort of like an Australian slash British accent how he says it." And I'm like, I, I literally try to write it out phonetically to make sense of it. And I'm like, "Who? I'm like, is, is David Hasselhoff from Germany? I know he's big there. No, by the way, he, he is he's not." <laughs> He's from fucking Baltimore, so yeah, I don't he's know. He's, like, from the most, like, generic American location. I don't know why he sounds so odd. I and think he's trying to do a tough guy voice. I think, yeah, you're right. He's trying to do, like, like, um, like, like gruff talking. I do feel like he might be, him. I think he may be right that he was trying to do, like, John Wayne. Like, you know, like John Wayne had, like, that weird, like, lilt to his voice, you know? And I maybe yeah. that's what he was trying to do with Blow Dryer. I guess. I don't know. Uh, the whole opening where they bring Nick back to the helicarrier is... I don't even know how to describe it. Because they get there. They land. They get in an elevator that has like some sort of weird security system. And then Nick Fury shoots it because it's like, ooh, man, he doesn't play by the books. He gets things done. It's just like so I also, dumb. It's like firing a gun in elevators really... That's... Well, really it's reckless. my fav- All those people's it's, eardrums are ruined. That, that too, but it's my favorite thing. It's what we. It's what I refer to often as the Star Wars rule to, to doors. Yeah, that does where, whatever you want it to. If the door is closed, you shoot it, and it will shoot the panel, and it will open. And if the door is open, and you shoot it, the door will close and won't open again. Now, like, sometimes that's, if you close the door and then shoot the panel because you want it to lock, that'll lock it. Yeah, it's all yeah. really whatever you, whatever your intention is when the laser comes out of your gun. 
like I like the idea that it'll open as if the door is spring loaded, and if you shoot it, it'll just fly open. Like as if the mechanism is forcing it closed at all times, and the door just wants to be open. And if you just shoot that panel, boom, baby, you got an open door. I mean, that like right away, I was like, oh, we are here. I am here for this. Yeah, it was um, very. It was just one of many. Like I was like, oh, okay, so this entire movie is gonna be a cliche. And then he's introduced so, to the ESP lady, uh, oh Kate God. Neville, and she's like, "We go by ESPers," which I was like, mm, "Not okay with that." No, and then she said, "Don't go by that." This is where like his misogyny is. You're like, "Oh, so we're just gonna like ramp it up to all the way to creepo." She's yeah. like, "My ESP is augmented by my implants," and he looks directly at her breast. Now, keep in mind, he is on a like a mil. It's like as if you went to the military and somebody introduced you to like a person slightly lower rank than you and you just stared at their chest like it's it's so gross like i can see why they asked him to leave it probably wasn't because he didn't follow rules they're probably like we keep getting harassment letters from all the women serving with you i don't think you understand you can't just grope women or stare at them creepily and to be to be clear, I had to Google this. Uh, Kate Neville is a character from Shield. Um, she, however, is not psychic. That's, oh, so that was just a weird thing they added that does not really that, pay off at all. Yeah, they just chucked that one in there. She's she's just an agent of his that ultimately dies fighting Baron von Strucker. No, she uh, lives. Well, take it up. Take it up with the internet databases but she really this is she, she what does she anyways uh this is also where they introduce his judge dread gun where it'll only fire if he's the one holding it which i was like oh, yep. okay cool 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 wait a state cool. what just take that straight from uh i haven't seen that before and it, and it's definitely chekhov's dna like identificating gun oh because yeah it's know? like in this scene they introduce <laughs> all of chekhov's there's like chekhov's esp or you're like okay so in the last mid bits of the movie she's gonna have to read someone's mind there's the gun that'll kill whoever fires if it's not Nick Fury. Like, see a bad guy dying that way. Yep. They introduce you to the LMD, the Life Model Decoy, which was like a big thing in the 70s run of Nick Fury's comic. So I was like, it's nice they put it in. But I was like, oh, gee, I wonder if at the end they'll kill somebody and it'll turn out it was his Life Model Decoy. It's yeah, like- LMD... LMDs are what I like to call like a comic book writer's like autopilot, where it's just like, "Hey, did you think of a cool twist for this this week's episode, this issue?" No, no, I guess we'll just shoot Nick Fury in the face and then just be like, "Nope, LMD." Like it's so exhaustingly stupid <laughs> that fucking concept. I'm not a fan. It's so lazy. Yeah, uh, it, I mean, like it was like it fit the comic, which was supposed to be like James Bondy spy sort of thing, where it was like really yeah. over the top, like super spy that sort of like i mean it's very much that comic is supposed to be very like a lot like james bond like you know sleeping around as if that's like part of being a spy (laughs) it's just like yeah that's how we that's how we solve every international mystery is just intercourse in fact i think he says that up front he says like to 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 pierce he says that that um contessa valentina or whatever is like is like yeah, sex, 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 espionage, sex, espionage. Well, he says sex, espionage. And I'm like, come on, Hasselhoff, connect the dots. Um, but, but, uh, yeah, it's, which is again it's, another great way to introduce a woman to her subordinate. Yeah, at, at this point, there's a chance that you may or may not have listened to our mini so, but I want to be clear here. 
Pogues and I discovered that this fucking movie was written by David Escalier, a.k.a. the man behind literally every time Batman is on a movie and you liked it. Like, all of them. He's been, yeah, he's he, he, all... he wrote all of the uh, Chris Nolan Batmans. So it is insane that this is what he's bringing us. And and Batman v Superman. Well, and, so not like, every time Batman's in a movie. <laughs> And a bunch of, like, a whole bunch of fucking TV shows and the Blade movies. Like, this man has been in doing this thing for a while. And this is one of his first jobs, so you can't really blame the man too much. But, um, well, yeah, he'd written, like, a couple of things at this point. But this is one of his first, like, comic book properties, so you can't be too hard on them. But, and obviously, a director, I think, has a, has a larger impact, ultimately, than a scriptwriter. But just, like, the dialogue in this movie. Like, I don't know... I mean, he talks about, he has a, a, a particular line, I think, around this part in the movie where he says something about, like, shit sticking in a toilet. Is that right? Yeah, when he sees the, the director, like, the head of S.H.I.E.L.D., he says, oh, yeah, you're the type that always sticks to the bowl no matter how many times you flush. It's just... And it's like, come on, man, get it together. Also, why is, like, the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. just some dude who has, like, an entourage for some reason? Like, he's always with these four people, and he appears to just be wearing a suit. It's like, I don't think that's how, like, the military, like, a business guy in charge of, like, a a spy organization. He has to be a spy, too. That's sort of how things work. And, And then, you know, after we go through this sort of, like, cue sequence where it's like like hey it's me gabriel jones gonna show you all the on the nose technology that you will use for one specific purpose we sort of get the vague plot which is that uh baron von stucker has died and obviously in a previous fight with nick fury which apparently was how he lost his eye is that right yeah he said he, he said he lost his eye during the fight and 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 after that um uh baron von stucker was attempting to to create a a a, a horrific virus and then failed and was ultimately killed by said virus and so they were they were retrieving his body which i don't know why we kept it around that is that is like the entire crux of the film is his body has this death's head uh which they say totem cough a lot and i'm like i really feel like somebody should have read any history book to know that like Totenkopf and Nazis is not like a term you want to toss around. <laughs> like it has a whole real super negative connotation that isn't yeah. really fun to be like. Let's use it for our comic book movie. It's like no, those were the guys who killed, who implemented the Holocaust. So maybe let's not you know do anything that turns them goofy. But like this, they're making this disease, and it's inside of Baron von Strucker's body for some reason. It's bonded to his DNA. Why didn't they just burn his body? Like, why yeah, would why you keep, keep it? it? Like, I guess we need... Do they keep every body of every person they kill? It, like, made no sense. And they never yeah, bothered over, to explain why they kept it. And over here, right before he died, uh, the Baron sneezed in this tissue, we, which we also kept inexplicably. <laughs> yes. Also, all these vials of the virus he already made. We've just got them sitting here in a nice carry case next to his body. Oops. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> and, and so so we're introduced to the plot, which is essentially going to somehow be that... That uh, that that uh, Sonya Blade too, um, yeah. her, a- a- Andrea von Strucker has stolen her father's body in an attempt to replicate the virus, which she um, does with, super easy <laughs> with her, with her very boring brother. Yeah, and they don't think they ever explain that any of them have any expertise. In they this get kind it of from thing. being able to kidnap Doctor Zola after she pretends to be. Uh, oh, that's right. That's right. A that's right. Berlin foreign agent who delivers like. They have, like, a spy passcode 
but it's like the most absurd is like uh, a man was killed for doing the right thing and laid to rest or something. It's like this really, it's so long that you're like, you would have just shot the other person by now. <laughs> like you, if you have to say a full sentence is like a passphrase return, it's already too late. One of you's dead. It was like so absurd. And then he like does this really weird thing about, I, it's just, it was like one of the most absurd scenes. And then they run into the subway and run through a wall. And then it turns out she's, von strucker and nick fury's undone by the fact that like she's like there's a mole inside of shield we need to talk about this privately and then he shows up and she's just like wearing fishnet stockings for some reason and she's like i just wanted to be alone with us any other person in their right mind would be like oh this is so clearly a trap like something is seriously wrong we we're trying to stop the world from being completely overrun by a disease uh this woman just told me there's a mole now she's like let's have sex in a storage room and he's just like maybe later baby you know it's like i was like come on and it turns out he gets shocked by a giant ring and then she kisses him with her poison kiss which is like a a, a futile gesture because you if you are a spy and you had a poison you really only have two kinds right you've got a you've got a poison that would work long enough that you would be long gone on a plane by the time they got back in which case you want to remain extremely secret and leave a big fog of mystery around why and how this person died or you have an extremely quick poison that you'd want to utilize to ensure that the person dies or is interrogated in front of you and then you can escape like she kisses him with this poison then reveals her identity and then lets him live for like what 48 hours yeah i mean it's so long it's like why didn't she just shoot him or slit his throat like if he's that big of a threat like he's like a month from now you will start to feel sick and i'm like what okay well if you're gonna give him 48 hours to be alive don't also pull your mask off and say it's me andrea von strucker about to 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 continue my plan yeah i I hope you don't figure it out but don't worry you'll be inconvenienced by diarrhea don't come after me i mean technically 48 hours from now, you'll still be alive, so you could you could come after me if you wanted to. It'll be real easy to find me, because I'm going to not try to hide it at all. And then it's around here, folks. It's around here that we are introduced to Hydra, which I was so excited about, because Hydra's fucking look is the funniest thing always and forever. Like, they their old classic like Hydra look is like, like weird frogman outfits yeah uh, like weird green of, outfits with yellow suspenders and pants that make an ace so good lots of lots of classic villain shit you know like everyone's wearing a onesie with a logo the kind of shit they yeah. make fun of nowadays i love it it's so good and i miss it everybody's carrying a grease gun for some reason like that like yeah, those oh, old yeah. like uh, like machine guns oh, that are just fuck. all yeah, stamped exactly metal. it's so good and then and then we get to them and they're essentially like if someone did a uh, a a Adams family costume, but kind of like quit halfway. No, you know here I mean? would be what I would say is it's <laughs> as if they employed a white face version of Blue Man Group. <laughs> they're all just bald men painted white, and none of them talk. I was like, and but they're all in suits. And they're all in like black and white suits, inexplicably, as if that's gonna make you look blended in. If that's gonna really just yeah, bring, when, it, bring it home. When you look like powder, it's pretty much impossible oh, for you just God. to blend in. Because they're like albino. It's insane. But like, and they just appear and there's no explanation. Are they robots? Are they people? 
it's just like what you've never seen weird identical slightly chubby bald <laughs> white guys like they don't yeah, even look imposing because like... none of them look like they're no. in shape they look, like, they look like if you just had your like high school algebra teacher dress up in insane clown posse makeup but like not the fun part like just the base yeah just the base i couldn't finish you kids put, like... i had to get to work <laughs> the line it's the line it's anyway off, on to variables let's go um so so uh <laughs> it's just it, it, it's just this like it's it's a mix of like sea level nick fury marvel characters villains and allies thrown in the fucking blender with like none of the fun I mean, yeah, it's... I, I will say, I will say that this movie was entertaining to watch from point to point because of how, like what we talked about earlier, how much it felt like a, a weird '80s flashback. Yeah, like, like it's it's like a cliche turned into like one long cliche as a movie, and it's it, it's it's dumb one liner after another dumb one liner from David Hasselhoff, and everyone's dressed weird, and there's a fucking nuclear disease missile in a garbage truck and <laughs> yeah i mean like the the plot is so stupid like here appears to be the plot hydra wants to get this virus the death's head virus and their plan is they're going to shoot it at manhattan unless the united states government pays them one billion dollars but then their plan is they're still going to fire it what are they going to use the one billion dollars for? Like, what do they want the money for? I don't because if they're just going to kill a bunch of people, why are you asking for money? Because you are never going to be able to do this again. Like, you can't go to England now and be like, we're going to shoot it at London unless you give us one billion pounds. They're going to be like, well, we know you're just going to fire it no matter what. So we're all just going to try to find you and, like, carpet bomb the ship out of wherever, the, wherever you are. Like, it's a terrible plan. So either just do it to be evil or do it for the money I, I need one or the other and they never explain the plot and they also at one point they talk about that if the missile goes off uh dugan knows the area and the prevailing wind patterns for this time of year who the fuck knows that <laughs> like was he a I meteorologist mean, I, before he got hired i mean i i wake up in the morning and i say you know hey alexa um, what's the weather today? And also, what are the prevailing wind patterns for disease spread? <laughs> but the disease spread is, it's like if it hits New York, it'll kill all of Pennsylvania and most no. of Ohio. It's like, Pennsylvania is a gigantic state to lengthwise. Like, do you realize how far, like, a nuclear warhead's fallout wouldn't make it that far. Certainly not a disease. Like, that's not how disease works. Or, like, a, it's like a gas attack. It would just, like, you know dispensate after like so long or dissipate and it would just go here, away i mean around this point in the movie you kind of entertain you kind of facing the facts that a you feel like you're watching like an austin powers like movie that no one wrote jokes for um, yeah the only joke is that you're watching it and then you realize that this is like the plot for the rest of the movie they're they, they revealed that they have like they basically, hey, do you remember the movie The Rock? Well, we're doing that, except there's no more to it. Like, we just got this We're not missile. doing it well. <laughs> like, you know the beginning of, of, like, the Captain America remake where it's like, oh, an evil villain has a missile and I'm going to stop it. And then, like, he does stop it and that's the first, like, I don't know, eight minutes of that movie. 
Imagine that, but that's the whole movie. So we take like a, a good hour and 40 minutes to get there. And by the way, we don't do that much fighting. No. I counted. There's like four fights in this movie, maybe. And, that's, and they're very short. That's what's weird about this movie is, like, Nick Fury is like the, like, he's like the Terminator. He's got like a gun on his back. He's all in leather. He's like a badass. He's supposed to be like, oh, I don't follow the rules. I bust heads. I'm like a Jack Bauer before Jack Bauer. You know what I mean? Like, sort of like, I'm a guy who does what it takes to get things done. But then, like, the rest of the movie is, like, partially as if he was, like, an old 70s, like, James Bond spy. And then the other half is just, like, a military movie. But none of them link up. So it's just, like, he's a character who doesn't fit any of the rest of the stories. The plot only is, like, a James Bond villain plot. But then everything is done is, like, really poorly done military action in which no one really gets shot. It's, I, I just don't know what they were going for. It's crazy. Yeah, and it's it's a whole lot of let's stand around and discuss like what we could do to to solve this extremely rudimentary problem. Yeah, and then and then and then they talk about it for three times as long as they do it, and then we move on to the next like repeat of that. So it's so weird because there's parts of this movie that are so fucking stupid and hilarious that I want to sit down and watch it with a bunch of friends and make fun of it, but also it takes forever to get to anything worth seeing and then when it's there it's there for nine seconds and it goes away and then nick fury says something about tits to a woman that uh, that is a subordinate and then and then and then sonya blade forgets what germans sound like and a bunch of white face guys put a missile on a truck and i'm like can i die it's refrigerated can i I please die because i'm all done i'm all done here it is like two is uh like i don't know there's like all these tropes too that they're trying to do during like the conversation scenes like they're like the president called he wants to know what to do and they're like well tell him we're working on it he should pray it's like okay why are you acting like a dick like he's trying to figure out if eight million people are about to die and like if he needs to mobilize the military like he's not like he's just calling to be like their reaction to everybody being like we need to stop this like i'll stop it on my time it's like well no we need to make sure it stopped. Like everybody should be working together. And like the head of shield is basically like, like Nick Fury is like, I can stop him. He's like, no, I won't let you. It's like, well, maybe just let him. Who cares? Send him and like 40 other guys. Why is it just three people? It's so dumb. It's like, they had to put in like the Nick Fury doesn't get along with the establishment. It's like, okay, but I feel like the establishment would put all of their past behind them. when Like the, the other option is like, you know, New York and all of Pennsylvania and Ohio, that's a quite a few people. And, and 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 the movie hinges on we gotta find this truck that has the bomb in it, now that they've made the bomb. And that sequence could be interesting, but what they get out of it is basically there's a bunch of people in vans going like, I think it could be this one, let's pull yeah. it over. Get out of the van. Oh, it's just a regular van. Damn it. It's just a regular van. Alright, give me a different van. Oh, that van was also a regular van. Like I'm like, holy shit, guys! <laughs> and then when they then when it. they finally find it, they're like, we think it's this dump truck. There's just shots of them following a, a trice truck, which is not the most visually enjoyable thing in a film. To be like, all right, fault not too close. And then they they pull over and they like get up into the rafters of this building. And they're looking down. There's like six guys, and like shield is up in the rafters, and their plan then becomes to repel down. It's like just shoot them from the rafters, like. 
They don't know you're up there. Don't appear and then start firing. Just shoot all of them now. You almost let the one guy launch the bomb because you were too stupid to shoot him from the raptors before he knew you were there. And and Nick Fury is in this is is in the movie still, but he is not where the cool stuff's happening. No. In fact, he's in a meat locker at Hydra base. Hydra's base has a legit meat locker. They put him in a room that is freezing and there is a full slab of beef, like half of a cow hanging from it. So I guess Hydra's really into like farm to table sort of like meals for their albinos. I, I could not post. figure out why there was a meat locker in a military base for a terrorist organization. <laughs> and then this movie commits the most grievous sin because it has been doing dumb, dumb, rejected Bond movie catchphrases for an hour. And then we were left with a scene where Nick Fury takes his eye patch off and reveals that his glass eye, which is like, if you have a glass eye, you don't need the eye patch, buddy. Also, but here's it, a tip. <laughs> Glass eyes are not full eyes. They're not a giant round ball. Glass eye is half an eye. It just sits yeah. in the uh, the lobe. You, you don't have a giant circle. You'd never be able to pull it back out. But he has a full eye, which he then takes out to reveal that it's actually a small explosive. Mm-hmm. He then places the explosive on a wall and blows his way out of the flimsy meat locker. They then leave, and at no point does Nick Fury capitalize on an opportunity to make an eye joke. It was, and I'm like, it's a missed David opportunity. Fucking Goyer, you piece of shit! Did you really miss this, man? I could write five of these, so I did. <laughs> so Nick Fury takes his fucking eye out. He puts it on the shelf. He blows it up. He kills the guard on the other side, and he comes out. And he goes, "Hey, I spy a dead guard. Easy out. We move the fuck on, Pokes. How simple is that? Not great. What else you get? He puts the he puts the eye." Blows the door open, kills the guard. Oh, caught you off guard, huh? How ironic. Easy. That's two in one, Pokes. All right, all right. That's too much acting for Hasselhoff to enunciate two separate words, so give me another one. Okay. He steps over the... He puts the eye bomb on the fucking wall, blows it out, kills the guard, steps over his corpse. Sorry, son. That's just how I roll. It's easy. I'm doing this for fun now. All right. Uh, Not a reference that people would have gotten in 1998. What else you got? (laughs) Look, look, Pokes, these jokes, get, these jokes are pretty corny, but they can get cornea. Okay. <laughs> and that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> uh, I mean, why wouldn't you just go with, like, here's looking at you, kid? Or should have kept your eye on Dumb. us. Dumb. Dumb. How about you should have kept your eye on us? <laughs> yeah. I-, I kept my... Uh, I on you when I uh, okay now no, you, it's just too <laughs> I lost it I lost it <laughs> I will say though this goes to a point though he has I, I mentioned the blow smoke up your hoo ha he has some <laughs> of the weirdest like one liner jokes and like the sort of like Austin Powers like like you know there's that joke in Austin Powers where the guy gets his head ripped off and he keeps doing all the jokes and you're yeah. like haha it's like he has those but they don't work. Like, they don't make sense. Because, like, at one point, he one of the things he says when he's dying of his fever, he's like, just leave me here. You guys have to finish the mission. And he says, we all know the score. We signed up for this field trip. That doesn't make any sense. We all you're, know the score is a sporting reference. 
Field trips Wait, are a thing you do when you're a kid. Back up. I'm sorry, you were never scored on your field trips? No. I sure was. Oh, very <laughs> awkward. Um, he, the, everyone has these fucking things. Like, he, like later on, um, the, the, the woman, uh, 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 Valentina Fontaine, uh, takes out the mostly mute <laughs> Stucker brother. Who yeah, who has, like, one line. He's like, careful, or I'll shoot the missile. <laughs> that was a perfect... Well, I don't know what your Halloween costume's gonna be. Um, <laughs> David but, Spade! <laughs> but Elgar Fontaine takes him out, and then leans into her headset and says, patient sedated. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Oh, yeah. For some reason, <laughs> their code name... The, for some reason, they have different code names, which is weird. Like, Nick Fury's call back to the main base is a different call sign than when she calls back to the main base. It's like, no, the, the main base has one call sign, and then you all have names related to it. But she is head nurse, and they are, like, chief surgeon. And I don't. She, he, she's like, he's like, you've got to get ready to, to move. And she's like, we wait for Nick. And he's like, there's no time. I need you to prep the patient and begin triage. And it's like, you don't have to talk in code. No one can hear you. Like, not everything you say yeah, has are you to be a police... doctor's reference. Are you worried the police are going to listen back and be like, boy, I, I sure hope this surgery that's apparently being done over CB radio goes well. Yeah, like, it's, what? Like, <laughs> it's like, nobody can hear you. You don't have to talk in code. And your code would make no sense over radio anyways because it's hey, Bill, so you... on the nose. Hey, Bill, you picked up anything on that wiretap? No, it just sounds like this brain surgeon is telling a different brain surgeon to go ahead with the surgery. <laughs> but he's using an old truck or CB, so... It's no, also insane, too, because when she shoots him, she's like, patient sedated. She's like, surgery was a success. Patient sedated. It's like, it's not a success. The bombs are still active. The whole rest also, of the you know, movie is trying to turn them off. So you didn't do also, jack shit. Pugs. The, the surgery isn't a success. It's all you've done is sedate the patient. That's the <laughs> beginning of the surgery. Yes. You've you've actually done them out of order. He was in excruciating pain God. for quite a while. Fucking damn it! It's like but, yeah, I've won the race. Let's 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 start the race. Like, yeah, let's no. fire the pistol. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, there's also he does have a eye reference when he pulls the uh, his mm. eye out. He says, yeah. "You know what they say." If your eye doth offend you, pull it out. And I'm like, what, who is that a reference for who's watching this? Who's no going to know what that's from? <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? This I is the same I, guy I, who I, earlier looked at some woman's chest when she said implants. Somehow I don't think he's quoting anything other than oh, like the hustler. It. It's the Bible. It's Matthew 18, 9. And if your eye offends you, pluck it out and cast it from you. That's also not what you said, you it's also like it's just like it's like i can't picture nick fury's ever read a bible even ironically but like the whole end of this movie is like my notes are just like why followed by something like why are they talking in code why did they repel down instead of just shoot everybody why did he sit in the meat locker for 20 minutes before he used the eye thing why didn't he do that immediately why does he tell the two of them to run off by themselves, but then manages to get to the control room first before them because they get lost in a hallway? It's like, you guys should have stuck together. You wouldn't have almost died. And then this uh, movie has one of the most absurd climaxes I've ever seen as far as, like, so weird. So the, they, they've got Baron Von Strucker's daughter. She's chained up, and they need the abort code to turn off these missiles. They're making no effort to, like, disarm them or anything. They're just like, well, if we don't get the abort code, I guess they just fire and we lose. But, so they're like, they, they get the SP girl, and it's, 
he's like, I need you to read your mind. And she can't do it. And it's just like shots of her like holding this woman's head. And then Nick Fury's like, no, you can do it. Dig deep. Dig deep. You can do it. And so she goes back and it's just a shot of a person holding a head and then close-ups of two people who are really sweaty with like a soft David Hasselhoff overlaid going, you can do it. Dig deep. You can do it. And he just says it like four times. He just says those lines over and over again. And then the girl reads the numbers. And, this and that's third it. Thing but it's like, it's not cl- like climactic to watch a woman just hold another woman's head. And, and the, the, there's a third thing interspliced here, which makes it really fucking weird, which is that, uh, is that during this sequence, they're also splicing in shots of like one of the shield teams, like soldering their way in through a oh, door. Oh, Hydra. Like, yeah. Hydra's solder, like, soldering oh, in through I, the I, door I, to try to get to them. And it's like, why do they have a soldering iron? <laughs> Like, they just have, like, a welding torch. But like, what were they that's doing? Actually, that's actually kind of smart to have her trying to, like, break the information out and then and then, and then then join it with shots of people breaching a door. Not not actually bad cinematography, but then, like, every time you think that might be good for a moment, David Hasselhoff's fucking face, like, slowly moves into frame and goes, you can do it. It's so Dig deep. Weird. It's like, yeah, we got it. She can... But it was like also earlier they show when she tries to read Arnim Zolan's <laughs> mind, she gets like this weird like mishmash of like bombs and all this stuff. And she's like, oh, somebody left a psychic trap. And I was like, couldn't they have done something cool where it's like she's trying to read it and it's like they zoom in on her and then she's like in her mind or something. But it's just like literally like a shot of a person holding another person's head and then a bunch of close-ups with David Hasselhoff just overlaid over them. It's so weird. And then it ends and they're yeah. just like, all right. The one thing that comes to mind is the mind reading in, in the, the newer Judge Dredd, when it, it, they would often be like, that person would be almost in the room as if like they were, yeah, as if they were having like a moment. Yeah, in yeah, that like, she has like that minds. vision with that guy and he's like talking to her in her mind and stuff. I'm like, that would have been interesting. But it's just like, yeah. so, and then like you said, it's so confusing because they keep cutting to him and then to a clock and then to these people welding a door. And you just, it, it was like, wow, this is a real train wreck of a final scene for something that, We've not seen her have trouble doing it all up until this point. So I don't know like why it's a big deal when he's like, you can do it. It's like, yeah, she's never not done it. Why is this the one time where it doesn't work? And then she reads the numbers and she's like, six. No, wait, the last number is nine. He's like, which is it? And he's like, nine. And she goes to hit it. And then Von Strucker like smiles. It's like, wait, a nice poker face, lady. And he's like, no, it's six. And then they win. I'm like, way to go, woman. <laughs> like, maybe just have no reaction. You could have really killed eight million people. But then the end, this movie has like four endings too. It was, oh, it was like a real Lord of the Rings situation. Yeah. But at the end, there's like a fake countdown to like blow up the building. And no one watches this woman. And she just gets up and runs and gets inside of the, her father's ice coffin. And it lowers into the ground. And then Nick Fury like opens the door. He looks down. He's like, she's halfway to China by now. It's like, well, one you guys were in i'm pretty sure asia if i remember right where it said the base was i'm pretty sure it was in asia so not that big a deal but two are you, are you saying she's going through the earth to get to china <laughs> because not real possible why don't you guys just keep shooting at her or throw some grenades down there try something you just gave up also did they build a pneumatic tube yeah for yeah. strucker's body for like what purpose in case they got caught or captured or they needed to send a message to another hydra base through the pneumatic tube with the with the the dad in it uh yeah and and when she gets in she like 
does like you remember in face off where he does like the the face waterfall where he like runs his fingers over a person's face she does that and i was like that's never a thing somebody does that's real gross especially if that person's your frozen dead dad not they have cool. a couple weird moments at the end here. It's a real, it's a real D- D- Donald Trump Ivanka thing. When it cuts at the end, it's, it's upsetting. And she's like, "You're alive, father!" And he comes out and he's like in an Armani suit. They straight up, I was like, "Oh my god, they're gonna kiss!" Please don't make them kiss. They're gonna. I like, was positive they were gonna. Kiss. Yeah, he like comes up and he's like rummy, like running his hands on her face. I was like, "Oh my god, he's gonna kiss her!" And he's like an old dead Nazi, and this is his daughter. I was like, "This is so gross!" And she's like so into it that I was like, "Oh no, I'm not okay with this." And then no, they just walk away and both awkwardly cackle laugh and i was like come on man. oh it's bad laughing too don't end your movie with possible incest it's so it's so fucking sad because you can tell that this finale is them being like well here we go on to our franchise series yeah obviously inevitably have from this and like they are so like no one has ever ended a movie this because it's a made for tv movie like they think this is their new like battle star galactic yeah this is gonna be a tv show we are in, and this is it. We're get ready, sci-fi. Like we're gonna be on for fucking nine years, and it's like, boy, that didn't. Not only did that not become a television show, by the way. Like, I think most people who've just listened to like fifty minutes of this podcast are still like, is this a movie? Like, no one has heard of this. Yeah, like the Punisher last last episode, you can find it on fucking YouTube, easy. The only reason I knew this was a movie was because I saw it when it was on TV. Yeah. And I was like, this is terrible. I need to remember this for the rest of my life. But I, my final note is just, how dare you try to set up a sequel? How <laughs> fucking dare you? How dare you? Who do you, you think that you are? Um. It, it is egregious. I mean, I could not believe when I was like... Because like I said, they keep... like It was very Return of the King. Like, you're like, oh no, she got away. I was like, oh, that's the end of the show. Oh, nope, they're back on the helicarrier. All right. Nick Fury's going to be brought up on charges because the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't like him. He punches him. All right, fade to black. Nope. Okay, he's talking to this woman. They're in love. Question mark? Fade to black. And I was just like, come on. just. And then it went to incest, and I was like, yeah, this definitely should have ended like eight minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that uh, that was the most deeply upsetting part of the movie. Not like that they they you know not the idea of them gassing an entire New York City, but those two creepers. It's a fucking disaster. Uh, but I I still cannot believe. I mean, this is ninety eight puts this as a pretty early in the Marvel cinematic universe. <laughs> I know yeah. it doesn't technically belong because they 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 set a firm sort of like beginning of that, but. Fuck them. They, they don't control it. I think every Marvel movie is a part of the MCU. Well, look at it this way. This movie comes out the same year that the same man wrote Blade and it was produced. And Blade yeah. is not a bad movie. And Blade is sort of considered the the kickstart of like the modern superhero movie. It's like Blade sort of led the way. Because Blade turned out to be like way more successful than they thought it was going to be. And then the, they kind of get bad. But it was, like, kind of a big deal. They were like, oh, shit, people will watch a comic book movie. And then you get, like, Spider-Man's, like, 2000, right, if I remember right? Yeah. And so it's, like, it's sort of, like, the start of all this stuff. And you're like, wow, at at that same year, this shitstorm was put on TV. (laughs) Like, it's insane. And it's written by the same guy. Like, Blade is not a bad written movie. It does no. have some like cliches in it, but it's not terrible. But this motherfuckers is just... are always trying to ice skate uphill. 
Best line ever said in a movie comes from Blade. I do not remember that at all. Motherfucker's always trying to ice skate uphill. It's the best line in cinema history, and I cannot wait to do it. I know. But, I feel like that should be our next film, just so I can see this line. But I pulled it up. The the, the movies that were made, um, there is technically a serial in 1944 based on Captain America, but it barely counts because it's like a, a serial. Like, it's not even like a real, real movie movie. Um, the first real movie movie based on a Marvel property is Howard the Fucking Duck. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's... In, in 86. Then it's The Punisher in 89 that we did last the last episode. Then it's the 90s, 90s Captain America, uh, which is, I think, is that the one we did, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, the, the, 90, the 1990s one's the one we did. Right, right, not the one where he has the fucking motorcycle and the weird plastic shield. Um, that's a different one. And then, the, then there was the Fantastic Four, the unreleased 94 uh, Roger Corman Fantastic Four movie. Then this and Blade come out in the same year. That's, that's what we've got so far in the Marvel world to establish what Marvel movies should be like. But what's weird is two years later, X-Men comes out. And then two years after that, the original Spider-Man, which are some pretty fucking big deal Marvel movies. So we're right on the cusp of this becoming a thing that works, but it doesn't work quite yet. <laughs> yeah it's it's crazy oh, uh, that, that this guy is like part of the start of the revolution but also could yeah. have been like the death of it by writing this movie <laughs> well it does have a, a a slight tie to the current marvel universe uh which is the last note i have here when doing some research and like people's response to this movie um uh samuel L. jackson watched this movie uh and and and, and was in an interview when he was first doing cap uh, doing nick fury and he said, I watched the old Hasselhoff Nick Fury and decided, well, I'm going to do everything that's the opposite of that. <laughs> that was his exact line on how he felt about this movie, um, which apparently Hasselhoff took offense to, but uh, everyone else agreed with. Yeah, I mean, it explains why his Nick Fury is so much better, because he is not like a misogynistic creepo who is really not very good at his job and is who's, a terrible who's actually good agent. at doing stuff and not just has four gadgets and 30 catchphrases like, yeah that he can't he can't seem to pick pick because nick fury never settles on any of these fucking lines to be like his repeat line he's always just like yeah he's always just like reading bible parables or doing old john wayne quotes or like, like combining multiple pick. 80s uh like catchphrases like heads just up people showtime yeah it's I, it's crazy at the end of the movie, I half expected him to just start mashing that shit up. Just do like start with a John Wayne quote and end with a Bible verse. Like, I just wanted him to. <laughs> God so loved his pe- he loved his children. Make my day. I'm like those what? <laughs> Killing's no way to make a living. So respect your father. <laughs> um, it's it's a fucking it's a fucking disaster. The, 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 I think he I think in Hasselhoff. Hasselhoff's head he is doing he is picturing like James Bond and also an action movie he saw that he liked like, he's picturing... I think he's picturing James Bond if he was the Terminator because yeah, I feel like that's what he's that trying to do right. is like sort of like a stoic badass but who's also like ooh what a ladies man you know and it's just like uh, it's not working for you yeah I think that's I think that's really right he, he's really just like trying to channel a couple different things he thinks are neat which, by the way, is not what you would call acting. Yeah. Uh, that, is, that, is, that is something else. Actually, That's you know something... what? In, cl- in really thinking about it, I think he's imagining if Nick Fury was David Hasselhoff. Like, if, if, he, if he was like, what if I was the world-famous Nick Fury? 
this is how I would be. And you're like, no, it's not acting, David. Dave, you know what? It's fine. Let's just slow motion watch him run down a beach and we'll call it a day. <laughs> Let's watch him punch this diamond heist guy and then we'll call it a day. Um, well, I'm... I'm 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 all I'm all tapped out talking about Nick Fury Agent of Shield the made for TV movie that shouldn't have been made for TV for it, anyone. Yeah, it definitely should never have been on television. <laughs> uh, as Ben mentioned, it is on YouTube, so if you want to check it out, I I feel like this would be a, a good movie that if you watched with some friends, I think it could be yeah. funny. It's a little dead in the middle. Yeah, that's the, um, that's the only problem with it. I think in terms of making it a dumb a dumb fun movie is that for a while they just seem to like give up on ideas for like a good half hour or it's like they didn't realize that a tv movie needs to be like an hour and like 20 minutes they're like oh i thought it only had to be an hour and you just stretch it out the two and they were like what and they were like okay 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 how about uh, some footage of uh, guys driving behind vans one of them is just like oh we're back from commercial oh shit we gotta get something in here <laughs> david david's just been standing there like just just spitting out random lines for the last nine why minutes. is he so sweaty let's just say he has the <laughs> flu that they wrote that backwards um what's wrong yeah, with I the don't... woman we cast to be uh baron von stucker's <laughs> daughter and like i don't know but i'm worried about her relationship with her real father <laughs> well yes yeah, so if you if, if you have an opportunity to, to uh to hang out with some friends at a, a, a bad movie party this is a good recommendation i think uh, yeah just be ready to fast forward a little maybe. yeah <laughs> But um, it, it, it's also, like, like we established earlier, it's a strangely bold movie in that, you know, this early on, I think, in the Marvel, even, even as we get into early MCU, it's not clear to movie makers that comic book fans are who you should make movies for. So a lot of people just take the idea, like the, like the nugget of an idea of a character and turn it into a movie, which is more or less what happens here. But they also, whoever, I mean, David Goyer and whoever else helped him write this thing, like, must have done, either have been fans or did their research. Because like we said, they, they packed this thing with, with, with relevant characters to Nick Fury. And then they put him on, you know, they, put, they, they, they created Stuker and Zola as, as central, like, characters or, 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 or neutral characters. And then they put the Helicarrier in this. Like, they did their... Yeah, I, I will say that is something that really strikes me with, like you said, it's like they they take a comic book movie and they like throw in a bunch of references for comic book fans, but the character doesn't need to be the character from the comic. And it's like, no, that's actually not the way, it, like fans would prefer, he like everybody would enjoy if they're the character from the comic because it's already been time tested, you know, like the Nick Fury character works because he's an archetype. He, he fills a role that's in tons of movies you don't need to try to reinvent him, but then leave his world. Just use him, you know, and maybe don't put the helicarrier in. But it's shocking how much stuff from the comics they put into this movie, but it's not Nick Fury. It's so weird that that's what they decided to cut was like Nick Fury's personality, Nick Fury's skills, Nick Fury's everything. It is a crazy turn. So in closing... Watch it only if you have people to make fun of it with or you're really looking to make yourself very upset. And then... Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's our stamp of approval. Yeah. Is, Watch it you with wanna, friends or get real angry. If you want to get pretty upset, here's an awesome opportunity for you. Uh, come back next week where we will be telling you what our next movie is up on the block. Uh, go to our Facebook page and... Uh, 
I really got to remember to make a post so people can comment on stuff. But uh, leave a comment if you have one. Uh, if you have a suggestion for a movie, let us know. Uh, I'd love to hear some some good suggestions. Yeah, uh, and make sure to you know f- f- fucking follow us and, and 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 get in on this shit. Like we 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 had our pal our pal uh, Eric both recommended a movie and then became a guest. That's an opportunity that you have as well. Yeah, we're. St- we're not that famous yet. Get in while you can before we get too big for our friends. You know? That's my advice to everybody. <laughs> get in and before me and Ben become superstars. Thank you for finally saying it. I think my eye jokes are pretty good. <laughs>